With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're listening to The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And with that, welcome aboard, folks. It is four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. here on the east coast of the United States on Friday night. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to The Steve Malzberg Show. Uh, Another week? (laughs) Wow, what a week. If we were to map out everything that happened one by one over the course of the week that has just uh, flown by, it would uh, it would be amazing. Uh, but take my word for it in case you don't remember everything that has happened. Now, most of all, uh, some things that stick out. One, we had Hunter Biden defying a subpoena uh, from the Congress, holding his own little press conference. Uh, the White House said that uh, Joe Biden knew exactly what he was going to say and what he was going to do which uh, doesn't reflect too well on on the president of the United States if he knows his son is going to defy a congressional subpoena. Nonetheless, uh, we also had, uh, of course, the, um, well, it goes on and on and on. There's no need to sit and and review everything. Uh, But I want to get to Donald Trump. You might have heard of the guy. Uh, Donald Trump, you know, we don't get to hear him that often um, compared to others that we play a lot of, whether it's in the media or other political figures. Uh, But Trump was in Iowa, and of course, the uh, Iowa caucuses are a little less than five weeks away now. It's it's getting incredibly close. There's going to be another debate coming up soon, I believe, uh, early January, first week in January. Republicans, it's on CNN, of all places, and I don't think Trump's going to show up. And I don't think Trump needs to show up, although he might get a rude awakening uh, in Iowa. There's some talk about that. Well, we'll see. But he still has a, a huge lead in in the polls, um, whether he shows up or doesn't show up. And I want you to hear he was in Iowa and talking about something that's very, very important. Talking about um, talking about. I just got some good news it's a long story, but it's uh, it's okay. Uh, talking about Joe Biden's, I got to check my own cognitive ability. Talking about Joe Biden's cognitive ability and how the media, the dishonest media, portrays it. And not only in and of itself, but how they try to pin the cognitive decline on him, on Trump, and leaving Joe Biden alone. It was it's only about, you know, total is three minutes. I've chopped it up as I usually do with the great help of of the great Ben in production. Uh, So let's let's uh, give a a look if you're watching and a listen, certainly uh, to Donald Trump talking about all this. It's it's kind of rambling, but it's it's important rambling because that's what he does. That's what he does. He's not Joe Biden. We will support Ukraine uh, against Putin because it's very important. And other, I mean, enough of that. Enough, enough, enough. So here is cut number 202. We're way up on this guy. It's uh, just incredible that he can, frankly, be even running anything. I can't, he can't put two sentences together. He's running. Can't find his way off the stage. See all the stairs around here? How the hell do you not? Where is the stair? He says, where is the stair? To show you how evil the press is, 
I did this routine where I stumbled and mumbled purposely imitating him, and they put it on. They said, he's cognitively impaired. <laughs> then, then I walked back. I'm, I'm looking, and I walk, I, huh, what? Well, where are And he walks off the stage, and he's like, <laughs> and they said it was me. I couldn't find. So I can't use sarcasm because they're very dishonest people. And okay, so if, if you weren't watching and you were just listening, uh, he he turned around. He couldn't like make believe he was you know walking into the 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 backdrop behind him, trying to get off the stage. Didn't know which way to go. Didn't know which way to turn. Uh, didn't know anything about anything. Uh, and then. Uh, he called the press dishonest. They are very dishonest people. That was a, a hallmark of his first campaign run at all his rallies. You say, look at them, look at them, you know. <laughs> and of course, oh, that led to people not liking the press or uh, I mean, if anybody threatens anybody, that's not funny and that should be addressed and they should be apprehended. But, you know, all oh, uh, mean tweets and oh, mean this uh, Trump's making us into villains. You are villains when it comes to presenting an honest picture. You don't put things in context. The worst kind of fake news is fake news by omission. And the the the, the answer to solve fake news by omission is be honest, provide context and you don't do it. You don't do it. You talk about Trump lies. He lies. He lies. Not only does Biden lie, a combination of cognitive and habitual lifelong lying. And have you, has the mainstream media ever, have you ever heard them say throughout the whole race of 2020, right up until this point, that Joe Biden had to drop out of the 1988 Democratic primary race because he plagiarized foreign leaders' speeches, include at foreign leaders, J RFK too, and other Americans too. And he lied about law school. He plagiarized in law school too. He lied about his standing in law school, how many credits he had, where he finished in his class, blah, blah, blah. He lied. And the media played it and played it and the plagiarism and they put it side by side, RFK with Biden, this one with Biden, and he's stealing everything they had. And he had to drop out. You think that's worth mentioning? You think it's worth a mention? No, no. So they are very dishonest. Donald Trump is right. All right, here we go with cut uh, 203. Every time I use sarcasm like that, they say, I couldn't find my way off the stage. I got stairs all over. And if you want, it's only about three and a half feet. I could jump off the front. <laughs> but this guy can't find his way. So sarcasm is a very dangerous thing with, it, with a dishonest press. So, uh, you know, I go through a long story because they actually had me like walking into oh, just oh, it's so sad. I said, do people believe that? And I just took a physical. You'll be happy to hear. Our great football player is going to be happy to hear this. I took a physical and I passed with flying colors and I took a cognitive exam. I said, doctor, give me anything you want. I want to take it. I think you actually, if you're running for president, I think you should be forced to take it. They say it's not constitutional. So instead of, uh, you know, look, we want, we love our constitution, but 
Look what we have in office. This guy cannot pass a cognitive exam. I think that's pretty, pretty apparent that he couldn't pass a cognitive exam. Now, I don't know that I've ever had a cognitive exam. So I, I think I know what it entails. You know, they, um, you look at numbers and then they take it away and they say, okay, what, repeat the numbers or they'll give you words in order kind of thing. And then they'll say, okay, repeat the words back as you remember them, you know, in order, that kind of thing. Um, I, I, look, look, I don't care who passes what, who doesn't pass what. Look at the two men. Look at the difference. And don't tell me because Trump's three years younger or two and a half years younger. It's got nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Again, I say it all the time. God bless Joe Biden, but he's not there. Half the time he's not there. And I don't think you could argue with that. But they try to say that Trump isn't there, that Trump has cognitive disabilities, that Trump is unfit for office based on that. They tried to say he should have been removed from office when he was in office. I tell you this all the time. One of them was he was walking down a just a little ramp. I mean, you know, not a big ramp like at a stadium, just a, a ramp. And he I think he held on or walked slowly down it for a second. It was only like, you know, 20 feet. Oh, my God, he can't walk down the ramp. Another time he gave a speech. And he wanted to take a drink of water. So he took the glass and I guess he couldn't raise his arm for some reason. So he tucked his hand, his free hand under his elbow and pushed his arm to his, you know, up to up the glass to his mouth. Oh, my God, get him out of office. He Something's wrong with him. That's comparable to Joe Biden. Of course not. Not by a long shot. Doesn't matter. All right, uh, let's go to uh, cut number 204. But I took a cognitive exam and I aced it. He said I aced it. Thank you very much, doctor. But, and you know who gave me the first time I ever even heard of it? Dr. Ronnie. Do you know Doc Ronnie? He's one of the great congressmen now. Ronnie Jackson, he was the doctor. He's an admiral. He was the doctor in the White House. He was my doctor. He was Obama's doctor, too, by the way. I said, who's healthier? He said, sir, there's no contest. I won't tell you the answer, but you know the answer. Okay, it was me. He said, you're the healthiest guy. He said, if he didn't eat junk food, he'd live to 200 years old. Are you okay? That's my kind of a doctor. But he gave me, yes. at Walter Reed, they gave me a cognitive exam, and uh, I aced it. I actually aced it, got everything right. And I took another one, got everything right. I would know when it's going bad. I would tell you, <laughs> don't. If it's going bad, I'll be the first to know. You know who would be the first to know? Front Row Joes would be the first to know. They will tell me, they'll say, sir, we love you. We've been here. We've gone to 120 rallies. But sir, uh, it's time for you to pack it in. Yeah, well, for, well, you know, you may not always be the first to know. And I'm talking generically. You may sense something's wrong. Uh, well, again, for a public figure, it might be, you know, who speaks all the time in public, it's probably a little more obvious. But uh, if you're growing older and you, you know, and, and you feel signs or you think something like you walk into the garage and you say, what the hell am I in here for? You know, you leave the kitchen and you go into the garage, you open the door, you're in there. And it's like, what I come in here for? Now, 
that had that's common. I mean, it doesn't happen to me all the time. It happens once in a while. My point is, you're not always the first to know. But that that aside, this man, he's speaking. He's thinking and speaking. He's not reading. He's not reading. He's going and going and going and going. Biden can't answer a question on Hamas, on Israel, on Ukraine, on the budget, on the border without turning the without looking at it down and 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 we will we are we we appropriated funds for the border and we are I mean give me a break. Do you know what you're doing? No. No, 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 you don't. Trump is absolutely right. And here is 205. And I'd want them. You know what? I'd want them to say that. I'd want them. But I feel that right now I'm sharper than I was 20 years ago. And I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, it's a funny thing. And it's a very minor thing. But I'm a much better golfer than I was 10 or 15 years ago. Means something. You know, it means something in a certain way. It means something. No, but I did. I took a physical, passed it. I thought I had an obligation, and I took a cognitive and and aced it. I I said, which did I do better on, my physical or my cognitive? He said, actually, sir, your cognitive. And I wasn't sure I was happy about that. He said, your cognitive is incredible. He said, your cognitive is incredible. It's the best. It's the best cognitive I've ever seen. There's no cognitive like it. Okay. (laughs) He's better now at golf than he was 20 years ago. I don't know. Did he play golf 20 years ago? I don't play golf. So if I start tomorrow, I'm better at golf than I was 40 years ago. Right. I don't know. I'm sure he played golf all along. I don't, I don't remember. Met him in 80. Again, if you look up when Donald Trump bought the New Jersey Generals of the USFL, United States Football League. Um, he put in Doug Flutie as quarterback, Herschel Walker as running back, former Jets coach Al Michael as, as head coach. And that's when, uh, that's when I, I first started. That's when I got to know Donald Trump, first met Donald Trump and interviewed him. And that relationship uh, lasted right up until uh, through his uh, run for president. I haven't talked to him in a while, but that, that, um, it's been quite the, he's, he's, he's one of a kind, no matter what you say about him, he's one of a kind. Now, Joe Biden, again, you know, all you hear, I mean, I, I have it ringing in my ears, especially from Jake Tapper, who I, I, I'm sorry. I know I've praised him for here or there. He's done some good things lately, but no. No, overall, he's, I can't stand the voice. I can't stand the face. I can't stand the words that come out of his mouth. And all I have is a ringing mayor, Trump. That, of course, that's not true. Of course, he continues to lie. Well, Joe Biden lies almost every time he opens his mouth. And Jake Tapper never says boo. Okay, now this isn't an important lie, but it's, it's a pathetic lie. He keeps repeating the This is one of the stories. No, it's not my son died in Iraq when he didn't. He died of cancer. Um, It's my house was on fire and the fire department saved my wife, my cat and my Corvette, as if you would put those three in the same category. Uh, But it didn't happen. It was a small kitchen fire and there was no 
Big deal. The fire department has been taught, you know, they've, they've gone back. They've checked the records. The people who do these things said this is a this is a lie. It's an exaggeration. It never happened this way. But just the other day, he was doing it again. Here is uh, cut two oh six. My firefighters, the guys I grew up with, they saved my life. They also saved my home and my wife's life. When I was away, it was the last day uh, that uh, the most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the program. And uh, what happened was uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick, literally that thick. You've seen it. You guys have seen it. I wasn't there. And my wife was there, and my my dog and my cat, <laughs> and my 67 Corvette. Um, but all kidding aside, they saved my wife and got her out, saved my home. Not true. Not true. It's not me saying it. Go look it up. And he repeats this lie. And there's so many of them. There's that one. There's the one when he set the record for the most Amtrak miles traveled when he was vice president. And he named the conductor who came up to him uh, when he was with the Secret Service. And the Secret Service didn't like this because I'm vice president. They almost had, you know, they almost hit him, but I had to tell him it's okay. He came up to me, the conductor, God, forgive me for not remembering his name. And he says, Joey, Joey, baby. And of course, the conductor had been dead for 10 years prior to this. It's just, it, and he keeps repeating that one. It, it never ends. It never ends. Do you ever hear Joe Biden's a liar? Joe Biden makes things up. Joe Biden tells the same false stories over and over again from Tapper or ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. You ever, you ever hear them say that? Does the New York Times write about Joe Biden's lies? Of course not. And when they talk about Trump's lies, do they say, of course, other presidential candidates, presidents have lied? Never. Donald Trump, if he indeed is lying, is the first president or presidential candidate ever to lie the way the media presents it. And that's fake news by omission. Fake news by omission. They say Trump did this, but Obama did three times worse. Do they tell you? No. No, no. Fake news by omission. It's the worst kind of fake news. It's the worst kind of fake news. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Chris Cuomo, um, when he was at CNN, wow, was he a piece of work? Was he a piece of work? So many, so many horrific things in my view that he said uh stuff that when when covid was was in full force um he had covid he said he did I, i'm not a doctor but i'll give it to him so he did his show from his basement and then he claimed when one day he filmed himself or it's filmed listen to me uh super eight uh projector film he he videoed himself coming up the steps out of the basement and he's like wow wow it's been hard it's been you know 10 days whatever wow feels good to be out when in fact 
someone had caught him and got into an argument with him days before him and his family looking at a property they owned on Long Island in the Hamptons. And it was an older bike rider and he had a confrontation of sorts with Chris Cuomo. So the point is Cuomo was well out of his basement and pretended for the cameras on CNN that this was him. Here he comes. He's coming up the steps. Oh, his first time out of the basement and his family was sitting there and they knew he was lying. <laughs> it's crazy. Who says demonstrations have to be peaceful? All these kinds of things. Talking about the uh, George Floyd uh, uh, riots and all that kind of stuff. A million things I could list. He saw the film video, again, the video that Israel has been showing to uh, political leaders, media, some people in media, uh, a compilation of the horrors, the horrors of October 7th. And he's been talking about it. He talked about it on his own News Nation show, uh, but he also talked about it, um, who is it? Oh, he talked about it with Mediaite. I didn't know Mediaite had this forum, but they have this young lady who uh, interviewed Chris Cuomo and he talked about it and made a very interesting comment about what he thinks should happen to the video. And we'll get to all that when we come back. Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there. And Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. I bet you more than 50 percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in, in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since since, well, under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down, thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to uh, that part of the world. These people are, have been after Israel forever and, and uh, supported by Iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them, uh, you know, basically uh, create chaos in the Middle East, terrorism. And, and we saw what happened earlier this year, about a month ago, uh, the two one attack in Israel and the death and destruction, rape and kidnapping, more than 240 people kidnapped. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy. The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days, they haven't drank anything, they're cold, they're dehydrated. As soon as we started our descent, everywhere I could see was mud. Just absolutely mud. You know, the country has been in prolonged for drought so long. It was like a tinderbox waiting to go up. Okay, very heavy. Each of us wants to be part of the solution, and we can be. Remember that there's good happening right now. At home. All right, we were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats. So, uh... Okay. And around the world. For any animal in any disaster. So let's focus on that, right? Be part of the solution. One rescue at a time. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready. It's time to switch on today's news talk radio. Very entertaining. TNT. Okay, uh, folks, welcome back. Okay, so let's uh, move on to um, to Chris Cuomo, who was obviously, as anybody you hear talking about what they saw in the video that Israel put together, 
and I think Chris addresses this, uh, what, what, where, where the videos came from. Uh, much of the video was from Hamas cell phones, you know, when the, these people were, were, were killed or whatever, their cell phones were taken and the video they shot, uh, phone calls they made, different things and, and different, different cameras and whatnot. Um, so let's get right to it. Okay, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pleasant, but more and more um, people in the American media are talking about it. And again, Chris Cuomo brings up a very interesting point near the end, uh, even though it's I, this is not nearly his interview was a, a half hour. OK, or more on this where we don't nearly come that that close. Uh, but anyway, here is cut uh, one one ninety six. I have seen Let's, a lot of this already because I was covering it in real time and we were in Israel and the videos were coming through and we were on all these sites uh, and we had our own sources. However, however, uh, I was, and I think others in the room were profoundly affected by what they saw. For me, there was something that I was mildly aware of, but I didn't understand the extent and the impact of one particular aspect. So a lot of this is what you would expect as a horror, right? Point of view of people firing on people, killing innocent people, bragging about it, you know, mutilating their bodies, dragging them around. Uh, there is a lot of extracurricular activity going on. Okay, so you get the picture, sort of, but uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Here's cut 197. There were three waves. Hamas, the satellite or ancillary terrorist groups, that heard about it and joined, and then just angry, hostile Palestinians. Uh, and I'm trying to choose my words very carefully because there is no there there is no upside to any of this conversation. People take from it what they want, and they'll say, as they're hearing these words, people will say, oh, yeah, well, now go do Gaza. I'm not saying that there isn't horror in Gaza. We know there is. We know it has to stop. However, however, the fact that there were so many non-Hamas warriors involved will be surprising. Now, I got to say, I... I did not know that. Um, I know that they say that other, you know, some of the hostages are being held by or were being held or are being held uh, by, you know, Islamic Jihad and other terrorist entities. Um, you know, I, 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 and I, that I've known and I've heard. So they, then I assumed that they were in on it somehow and and took some of these hostages unless they, you know, Hamas called up uh, Joe over in uh, uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad and said, hey, you, you want you want to uh, put in your order? What kind of hostage you want? I, I don't know how it worked, um, but there, there was some speculation in, that I heard that some of the hostages 
could just be with um, some Palestinians. And we've heard one that uh, a teacher at an UNRWA school held one of the hostages who was released in the attic. I mean, again, how that happened? Was the teacher involved in this? I have no idea. But interesting that this is in the video. And uh, I'm glad Chris said he's choosing his words carefully. He should. Let's go to cut 198. The fact that there was such celebration in the streets of Gaza and desecration of the dead and there was planning for that. You hear the voices saying, let the people play with him. Let the people play with her. Let the people play with it, meaning the dead. Okay. That is very impactful. Then there was what really uh, affected me, which was on top of all the horrible things of watching people hunted and killed. Mm -hmm. If you were to send a message to Israel that was guaranteed to make them want to go to war, the message would be to grab innocent children, women, families, and other non-soldier males, tie them up, and burn them alive. You know, um, what, el what, what, what else could you add? From day one, from day one, I told you what this was. I mean, it, 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 it's obvious. It's obvious. The, this is ISIS, this is Nazis, this is subhuman. And yeah, you, you still haven't heard everything. You still haven't heard everything. So let's go to 199. That would be what would understandably check every box of paranoia, mm -hmm. outrage, fear, self-protection. And that's what they did at large scale, which I did not appreciate before today. I had seen bodies. It's not the first time I've seen that. But to see the rope on burned small and female bodies, a lot of them, I think conveys what is fueling the Israeli sentiment of never go back. I didn't understand that until it was explained to me today the way it was. I always just assumed it was like us saying never forget mm -hmm. uh, after 9-11. Powerful. They see this as a direct signal of another Holocaust. I, I, I can only assume what he's talking about since I don't know. It's never again. That's the chant. Never again. And that referred to the Holocaust. So it's I, I don't know what never forget. I mean, I'm sure that's something somewhere, somehow. Um, I, I don't know. Are, are they saying that in reference to this? I, I, the, but the, sl the, the slogan, the chant, the, 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 you know, that's been around forever is never again. Okay. Uh, I remember, I remember marching in the Israeli day parade 
and chanting six million never again. I mean, never again is what it is. So I don't know where what he's maybe he's confusing or maybe there's something I'm unaware of that's recently sprung up a different never blank. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, here is a cut number 200. And that's why they're so enraged by comparisons about genocidal intent. Mm -hmm. Because this was absolutely by plan genocidal. They celebrate killing Jewish people, and some of them probably weren't Jewish. Well, right. There were Thai workers, Thai farmers. Yeah, and a lot of them are Arab and Muslim, you know, over 20% of Israel is non-Jewish. And a lot of Jews don't look like me. You know, they're not white, um, they're brown. So you have a lot of diversity within the country relatively. And these people, the excitement that these terrorists and murderers had, how excited they were bragging to their families, Daddy, Abba, Abba, your son is a hero. I killed 10 with my own hands. I killed a woman and her husband. I did, I killed, I killed. And they're crying, the parents. Crying out of happiness. I played you back, way back, uh, one of those phone conversations that, were tra that was translated, uh, a phone call made by the terrorist. That's probably what he's referring to. Uh, calling his family and the family just saying, you know, how proud, how proud they are. Uh, you know, then, his, then the brother gets on the phone and he's even prouder. It's just, you know, it's just, it, you, it, you can't make it up. You can't make it up. But of course, of course, of course, supporters of Hamas, those marching on campus and the others, the ignorant, <laughs> who barely know anything will say, oh, that's not real. Israel killed them. You know, it never happened. Yeah, what could I say? Uh, one more. And here's where Chris Cuomo makes the actual proposal, if you will, or what he'd like to see happen with this video. Here is cut 201. I went there today not to see the video because I thought it would be things I had already seen. I went there to make an argument that they should release it because I believe that there are too many people who see this as a tit for tat. Yeah. And I don't believe that that's a fair assessment of the Israeli perspective. After seeing it and listening to the argument, I still think people should see it. However, there is something that absolutely can be soul staining about it. I mean, about a lot of these images, how many dead children have you seen? I mean, it's, it's just a nightmare. But there's also the argument that there is enough that has been seen already that if you don't want to believe that this justifies the pain and outrage of Israel, then nothing will change that. Exactly. Exactly. So that's interesting. I mean, I think, you know, this should be this should be released, watched, avail available, available to anybody who wants to see it. 
That's what I think. I agree with Chris Cuomo. Can't believe I agree with Chris Cuomo um, in that regard. I really do. And one other thing he said, which I'm not going to play for you, but I'll just paraphrase what he said. If you go to Mediaite.com, uh, you could find this full interview along with trans, you know, various parts of it uh, in a transcript form, including this, which I'm not reading now, but I, I'm paraphrasing. He talked about, he said, I didn't see any blood on the crotches of male bodies. I didn't see any legs broken, spread apart in such a position and broken while doing so on these, these dead bodies, on males, but plenty, plenty of females. So you get, you get the point. You get the point. And by the way, the big news today, and I've been watching CNN and, and reading the headlines of the media here in the, in the States and around the world, and they, they don't disappoint. Yes, yes, Israel, Israel told the world, we accidentally killed three hostages, three Israeli hostages. And they described what happened and how they're gonna to try to make sure it doesn't happen in the future. And of course, the headlines, you know, Israel kills three hostages by mistake. Israel kills. Um, is the word Hamas anywhere in there? Like Hamas is to blame for that? <laughs> Hamas took them. Hamas had them. Hamas had them wherever, whatever they were, wherever they were killed. One I know was walking around somewhere um, and was mistaken. Look, Israel's losing, I think they're up to 117 soldiers in these battles they lost eight in one building one one home where they go where they go room to room door to door now they could easily have dropped a bomb on that facility home whatever it was where they went door to door and lost eight soldiers they could have easily dropped a bomb but they're not because they don't target civilians because they they're not Hamas because they differentiate and they're trying their best so you think when Israel when they accidentally kill three of their own hostages you know not their hostages but Israelis who were taken hostage one media headline might somehow mention Hamas one report while telling the story on CNN might say well you know you really still have to blame Hamas for this no no it's the IDF's fault <laughs> oh my goodness it, it never ends and it never will with this media never ever ever remember donald trump's a dictator and he's going to execute people okay uh we will come back we have more wait till you see the president of harvard she went to a i feel like singing went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends, a chance to make, see old, make old memory, I forget. Um, Ricky Nelson, way, way back at, the, at Madison Square Garden. Anyway, so she went to a Hanukkah lighting party or something. Um, yes, Ms. Gay, President Gay. What do you think she used to light the menorah? Or what do you think she brought to the party? 
I'll leave you. I'll leave it for you to guess. We'll show you <laughs> when we come back again. I couldn't even try to make this up. Steve Malsberg, one final segment left in the hour and in the week right here on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. There are big changes going on in the overall global weather pattern over the next 15 to 20 days, exactly opposite of what happened last year. The United States overall is going to become a big focal point for winter weather. Europe also, again, once we get past this transition from the 20th through the 30th. So Europe is warmed up, but a lot of cold is coming, it looks to me, like January, February. And the U.S. may have another bout with snowmageddon, especially in the eastern part of the United States. But this is all part of this climate hypothesis I've developed due to underwater volcanic activity. And I've gone over this a couple of times, and it's pretty hard to do it in a minute or two, so I'm not going to review it. But what we said over a month ago was that there was going to be a lot of damaging storms from the El Nino this year, the Gulf of Mexico up the East Coast, and we got another one coming. There was going to be a lot of damaging storms from the El Nino this year, the Gulf of Mexico up the East Coast, and we got another one coming. We already saw Florida blasted back on November 17th, or here comes the next one. But I also said, look out for the hurricane season from hell next hurricane season. That's already on my radar. And if you want to read about it, you go to weatherbell.com. It's not behind the paywall. And you can take a look at what I'm looking at with that. But none of this is part of man-made climate change. That's why I like getting out in front. Because if you look at the readings that I've been doing and actually look at what I've been writing about all this, you find that there is a reason behind it and it has nothing to do with CO2 emissions. This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Our beautiful world is changing, withering, dying, by the hands of those who don't value nature, even though we all depend on it for life itself. But there is hope. Together with caring friends, the Nature Conservancy can restore our lands and save our wildlife with big solutions only nature can provide. To learn more, visit nature.org today. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, I promised and I shall deliver. I, I'm, I'm, I was debating during the break, should I tell you what it is first and give a little history of what it is and how bizarre it is that she would be bringing this or let you see it first and then talk about how bizarre it is that she would be bringing it and what and what it represents. So why don't we just um, so this is uh, this is going to be Claudine Gay, the Harvard president, the one who was so horrific at the hearings, the one who many have demanded be fired, the one who's been accused of several instances of plagiarism. Uh, and yet she has the support of the Harvard faculty and the, the board and she's staying on. She's staying on because there's nobody more qualified than Claudine Gay to be president of Harvard. They could search the world over and they would never find as qualified a person as Claudine Gay. Okay, so um, get a load of this. Let's show it, please. This is what's known as a tiki torch. You see what she's got there? 
I think we're going to get a little closer uh, look as well on the next uh, next picture. A tiki torch. She's got a tiki torch. Now, I'm sorry. Do you understand what that visual, how effed up that visual is? <laughs> Here's a woman who just came out of congressional hearings, caused an uproar as she defended in the minds of many, in the eyes of many, in the ears of many, defended threats of genocide against Jews on the Harvard campus. Chabad, which is a Jewish organization, that they're, they're all over the country, they're a great organization, uh, invited her apparently to, to light the candle for Hanukkah, and she's holding a tiki torch. Think back the last time you heard Tiki Torch. Where was it? I'll give you t five seconds. Okay. It's when they the uh, when, when they were marching in the in in Virginia, and uh, and and Donald Trump allegedly said, "Oh, there were good people on both sides." When they were marching with holding tiki torches, shouting, "Jews will not replace us," and that moved Joe Biden, as as his story goes, that that's why he ran for president in twenty twenty. He was so moved by that, and at, at, at you know outraged by it, and and by Trump's good people on both sides, which of course. 50 seconds later, Trump said, of course, I'm not speaking about white supremacists and neo-Nazis. They should always be condemned. But, of course, he never said that. Tiki torch. She's holding a tiki torch. What? How, how out of touch, brain dead, removed from reality, insensitive, crazy, do you have to be to do that in general, but coming off of what you just came off of being under the scrutiny you're still under? Why don't you just wear a white sheet? I, I mean, a tiki torch. Wow. 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 Just, it's just incredible. And you can't make it up. I told you, I mean, would you ever have guessed that? Would you ever have guessed that? Wow. Okay. Now, Tucker Carlson uh, was on with Megyn Kelly, and you know that a, a few weeks ago, uh, Megyn Kelly, uh, Tucker Carlson, his name was brought up by Donald Trump when he was asked, you know, would you consider, if, whether Trump brought it up or someone asked him, I think someone asked him, uh, Tucker Carlson as a VP. And Trump's like, sure, sure, I will. Yeah, oh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So... Tucker's a guest with Megyn Kelly on her, I think, her Sirius XM radio show. And here's, uh, here's how she presents it to Tucker. Here's 146. This is very interesting. Trump went on the Clay and Buck show. I know you've heard about this. And he, well, maybe you haven't because you yeah. don't really tune into the news. And listen to the following exchange, SOT 3. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs? I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would. I think I'd say I would because... He's got great common sense. Oh, I know you get asked this all the time, but I mean, if asked, would you serve? Well, it's just it's just so unimaginable. I mean, I haven't led a life that prepares a person for politics. As, as I said, I, I don't think I have any like horrible skeletons or anything. Um, it's on that. It's just that 
that's not how my brain works. I've never done anything like that. I, I can't imagine spending time with politicians. I'm a total sucker for Trump. I think he's, you know, personally, I get along with Trump really well. The closer yeah. I am physically to Trump, like if I'm with him in the room, I always love Trump. And I think it's impossible not to, and you know the experience. He's just charming, okay? And, and he's yeah. funny as hell. And he's brave in his way, I think. So I really appreciate that, and I agree with fundamentally with his views. Okay, well, it's the right answer. It's the absolute right answer. Um, and he'll go, we go on with this a little bit, because Trump's not going to pick him. Trump's not going to pick Tucker Carlson. Are you kidding me? You want to immediately alienate half, of the, more than half or so, or half of the, of the country? as you've already alienated them by being Donald Trump. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You want to try to pick up some people who are alienated uh, over the fact that you're Donald Trump. You want to put somebody else in there that might appeal to uh, uh, women who despise Donald Trump and say, oh, look at the woman he put on the ticket. She's, uh, you know, there's something to be said. You, you, you don't want to, it, it just, it would never happen. Never happen. Here's cut 147. Maybe fewer wars, maybe have a border, like those are not crazy things and I support them and I'm appalled and terrified by the use of the DOJ to rig an election, which is what's happening now. So all those factors make me kind of psyched to vote for Trump, but serving in politics with anybody, I mean, that's just, that's a, it's a lot for me to think about because I, I just don't think I'm really suited for that. I mean, do they, would anyone want to see a guy like me run for office? I mean, people are like, oh yeah, we, not yes. really actually. I'm kind yes. of, <laughs> not really. I've thought about it and a million times. If, if I had you on that debate stage, Tucker, I actually thought about this. If you were out on that debate stage last week as one of the candidates, it would be so fun because you really would be just saying what's real. <laughs> There'd be no massaging of message and everyone would yeah. respond so well to you. Like, it's just so rare. And when you when someone is, uh, is as authentic as you are, the people know. All right, now, easy, Megan. Uh, I don't think he could give you a job. I don't think you need a job. Uh, stop the stroking. Now, I'm, I'm, she's, I think she's being sincere. And she's comparing. Could you imagine Tucker Carlson up there on that debate stage with Christie and, and DeSantis and Nikki Haley and uh, Ramaswamy? Could you imagine Tucker Carlson up there? <laughs> that would be unbelievable. It really would. Um, but that's never going to happen. All right. One more from uh, Tucker on all this. And she still pressed him. She pressed him. I'll give her credit. Here's 148. It's it's a no for now. You can't envision it, but like the door's not totally <laughs> shut. I mean, who knows what happens in the coming year? I think we're in for real volatility and if there's some way that I could help. But, you know, I'm not bragging and it's not just a function of money. No, I don't have a mortgage. I'll admit that. But, <laughs> you know, I live in a 2,000 square foot house. I don't live in luxury at all. But I live very happily, like very, very happily, my wife and I. And boy, with our many, many dogs and our many, many children. So I, I would... The idea of disrupting that is, I mean, it would, I'd really need to feel like, gosh, you know, I have to do this or something, which, and yeah. the idea that I would have to do something, you know, it comes down to me to say, you know, my job is not to save people. I don't imagine that I'm like some superhero. I'm just a hack who somehow endured in this business longer than most people. I'm really grateful for what I have, but I don't think like America needs me and I don't want to become an egomaniac or a solipsist, and that's what you become when you start thinking that way. So I'm not mm. thinking that way at all. 
Yeah, that's the that's the great answer. I mean, you know, never say never. Why would anybody say never? Um, because you never know. But it's it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And maybe next week we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, who really should Donald Trump be considering to be number two on that ticket. Now, Nikki Haley hasn't really, I don't know how much she's been asked it, but when she has been asked it, she, she taps around and doesn't really address yes, doesn't say yes or no. Would you serve as vice president on a ticket with Donald Trump? She doesn't really address that. Now, I think she would bring a lot to the ticket. I know they don't get along. She said some things about him. He, of course, has said some things about her. Um, but I think she could she could do a lot of good, a lot of good on that ticket. Head to head, she'd be Biden by 14 points. Look, it's not going to be Biden. It's just it can't be Biden. OK, it can't be Biden. And every time I see Gavin Newsom, saw him the, uh, yesterday or today, talking about the debate he had with Ron DeSantis and lying through his teeth. He's so, he's, he is, you know, he's too, considered too good looking. The hair doesn't move out of place, not one iota. And he lies and he fast talks and he changes the subject. He, you, they used to call Bill Clinton Slick Willie. Okay, Bill Clinton was called Slick Willie. Gavin Newsom makes Slick Willie in his prime look like a stumbling, bubbling fool. Okay? That's how dangerous Gavin Newsom is. And when I say dangerous, I don't mean physically. I mean as a, as a candidate. Because he changes topics. He won't address the question. He makes false accusations. He called DeSantis, he, you know, is against blacks because he took away the AP course. I mean, you just, it's every media talking point you've ever heard, but he goes from one to the other and makes just these wild accusations. None of them stand up, but that's what he does. And he'll, he would get a lot of support. He would get a lot of support from people who don't know and people who are, especially women who are just Looking at the hair and the face, the hair doesn't move. Wow. All right, folks. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Um, God willing, we'll do it again Monday as we enter the week leading up to Christmas. <laughs> wow. All right. Thanks for being out there. Follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk. Stay where you are right here on TNT. TNT.